Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Wednesday, December 14th, 5.45 a.m. Central Time. As I speak here, March corn futures down 5 cents at 6.48.5. January soybeans down 7 at 14.72 and 3 quarters. March Chicago wheat down eight and a half at seven forty-two and a quarter. March Kansas City wheat down eleven and a half at eight fifty-three and three quarters. March spring wheat down nine and a quarter at nine thirteen and a half. Let's start off with the inflation data here this morning. U.S. consumer inflation was cooler than expected in November. The government released monthly CPI, Consumer Price Index, data yesterday. CPI rose at an annualized rate of 7.1% in November. That number was 77 in October. This was the lowest annualized monthly CPI print since December of last year. A CPI peaked at 9.1% in June. It has declined every single month since. Following this release yesterday, <clears throat> the Dow Jones traded nearly 1,000 points higher on the session, but then closed the day with only a real marginal gain. It was only up 100 points at the close. Keep in mind a couple of things. Uh, these statistics are lagging. Uh, one example would be this. The CPI report indicated that gasoline prices were up 10% versus November of last year. In real time, the national average gas price is actually 10 cents or 11 cents lower than it was a year ago. So I think inflation is actually easing further into the month of December here. These numbers are accurate as of November, the CPI print. So that's one thing to be aware of. One of the uh, implications here... <clears throat> Excuse me. One of the implications is that the U.S. dollar fell sharply following the report. Traders are scaling back their expectations regarding the Fed, rate hikes, all of that stuff. And that's a factor that will make the greenback weaker versus other global currencies if it's realized. Your most well-followed version of the dollar index traded its lowest level since June. Uh, the relationship between the U.S. dollar and commodities has been very odd this year. So in a normal year, and this is not a normal year, in a normal year, a weak dollar is bullish commodities and vice versa. This year, I just don't know if that's the case. I discussed that in detail in my uh, premium video yesterday. If you guys are not signed up for the premium subscription, you should check this out. Uh, the title of the video was The U.S. Dollar Doesn't Matter, and that's a, a bit hyperbolic, I think. But um, I talked about the relationship and why it's been uh, very, very odd this year. Uh, one example is this, you know, during the first six months of the year, commodities uh, and the U.S. dollar rallied sharply simultaneously. You've got the situation where we had inflation. So, you know, the long commodity trade was kind of a, a hot topic or hot deal among speculators early in the year. But at the same time, the Fed was raising rates to tame inflation, which caused the dollar to rally. It's an odd setup. It doesn't happen very often. <clears throat> If you guys want to see this video, go to my website, standardgrain.com. Sign up this morning. It's 50 bucks a month. You can cancel at any time. No other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else. I promise you. Just a ton of info direct from me every single business day, guys. So now that we've got CPI out of the way, we've got the Fed out today with an interest rate announcement. Uh, the two-day meeting ends today. So at 1 o'clock p.m. Central Time, you'll see an interest rate announcement. Market watchers generally expect a half-point hike to the Fed fund rate following four consecutive uh, 75 basis point hikes. This would push the effective Fed fund rate to 4.375% from 3.875 currently. Some analysts believe that the Fed will be able to ease the pace of rate hikes even further in 2023, but that's 
but that the rates will need to remain in restrictive territory until inflation is reduced to a more significant extent. So the general idea here right now is that you're going to see a half point hike today. And then in the first two meetings next year, you might see quarter point hikes. And then that might be it for a while. They might get the rate up to, you know, 5% ballpark somewhere in that neighborhood and then pause and kind of see what happens. A lot of this will be contingent on inflation data, economic data, all of that stuff. But you're going to see a rate hike announced today, and it's probably going to be uh, half a percentage point. The U.S. radar is active again this morning. So you've got snow pushing across Minnesota into parts of Wisconsin and then rain pushing across southern Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana, Kentucky, Tennessee into the uh, south. You've also got some scattered snow over parts of Nebraska, South Dakota, North Dakota. Accumulation over the last 72 hours has not been bad. Um, you've got like an inch or more of of rain or rain equivalent over a lot of the Corn Belt. Um, more than that, the, the heaviest amounts we're seeing in places like Arkansas, Mississippi, Louisiana. This is all good stuff for the most part. You've got a few implications here. I mean, the first one is that it'll help your river situation. The second one is that you've had drought building in these areas of the Corn Belt for several months now, so any sort of precipitation is welcome. Uh, the third one, maybe not so great, is that if you caught these this snow up north and you got a lot of it, it, it may slow grain movement. It could have some basis implications. Uh, depending. But all in all, I'd say that the uh, precipitation is a good thing. Um, looking at the next seven days, just the uh, kind of eastern part of the Corn Belt, eastern part of the country, we'll see some uh, additional uh, precipitation. And I think most of this is going to come out of that system that's on the radar here this morning. Argentina has some better rain chances in the extended period. Most of your corn and soybean growing areas in Argentina are going to be dry through Christmas. But then, um, like in the, say, the week between Christmas and New Year's, they're expecting some additional rains and some better rain chances uh, for these key corn and soybean growing areas in Argentina. So we're kind of in a weather market, I think, in soybeans to some extent. Uh, so this is is uh, could be a helpful deal. Now, that for, that's a ways out. You're talking... Um, well, you know, 10 days out. So that forecast is subject to change, but it does look a little bit better for Argentina this morning. A whole bunch of Brazil is going to catch some heavy rains here over the next couple of weeks. Um, southern Brazil is the exception. And if there is a problem in Brazil, uh, that's your problem area is, is the far southern areas. China's COVID situation is messy. So the virus is spreading pretty rapidly uh, across the country as Beijing eases restrictions. Bloomberg reports this morning that elderly care homes are barricading their doors in an attempt to save vulnerable patients. Local governments are enforcing uh, rules on the care homes. No new entries, no new exits. Uh, it's kind of similar to the lockdowns that they did on the factories um, over the last couple of years. Bloomberg Intelligence believes that China could see 5 million people hospitalized and up to 700,000 deaths after abandoning the COVID zero policy. So a lot of people, myself included, wonder, you know, what does China do next? Is there a chance that they revert to the old lockdown system if this gets bad enough? And uh, probably most importantly to, to you guys, could demand for soybeans, crude oil, things like that, could it be impacted? Will it continue to be impacted? Um, this is a story uh, worth watching for sure. USDA reported a flash sale of soybeans yesterday. U.S. exporters sold 140,000 metric tons, that's 5.1 million bushels, of soybeans to unknown destinations for delivery during the current marketing year. Uh, we've seen four such flash sales of soybeans reported so far in the month of December, two to China, two to unknown destinations. Accumulated U.S. soybean export commitments for the current marketing year are just fractionally higher than they were the same date last year. They are the fourth best of the last 10 years. 
Today's last trading day for December grain futures, guys. Make sure you take a look if you have any remaining open positions. Cattle market was marginally higher yesterday. Not really much cash cattle trade. No trend established there. In the outside markets, the U.S. dollar's off a little bit. Stock market marginally lower. The S&P's down two. The Dow Jones down 11. Gold's off eight bucks. Uh, bonds, treasuries are kind of mixed here. Crude oil is up 83 cents. And the January WTI, 76.22 last trade. Have a great day, guys. I will talk to you on Thursday.